0: tonight I'm sharing with you you see in the past three weeks the title of my messages have been beware beware of something that is a warning it is the function of an apostle to warn the flock and the church amen, amen. now so the other day we look at various things and I told you about beware of backsliding and it's important that we become aware of certain things the scripture mentions that uh, many times if we look at um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 these are just uh, appetizing scriptures these are introductions appetizers for for the menu for tonight Um, Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 having started preaching these are just uh, these are the uh, those little things that we bite and chew the starters the the starters Colossians 1, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom so that we will present everyone perfect in Christ Jesus. It is the function of the apostle. It is the function of your pastor to warn the flock. And the intention of the warning is so that you can be aware and be prepared to be perfect in Christ Jesus because he is coming again. Sometimes we get excited with the things of the world and we forget that Jesus is coming again. But I came to sound a warning as an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming again and the Christian needs a warning and a reminder. He says, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom so that we will present everyone perfect in christ jesus without the warnings you may be imperfect and you may be left behind i need to also remind you let's look at two these are all uh, status status acts chapter 20 verse 28 to 31 take this second starter it's very sweet take it now verse 28 says therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, was talking to pastors, take heed to yourselves and to all the congregation, among which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer. So the church of Jesus Christ is organized, and God has ordained the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, to take charge of the flock. He has made us overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So the church is the church of Jesus Christ. So nobody comes to church and want to tell the Bible what to do. The Bible is God's instruction manual to tell us how to behave because you are not the owner of the church. The church is owned by Jesus Christ and he has got overseers and you are the flock and you will be taught how to conduct yourself in the house of God. Those who don't have understanding of these things end up fighting their pastors and think they can be in church and still do what they want to do. (laughs) Church is not democracy. Church is theocracy. God reigns in the church. Amen. He purchased it with his own blood. Verse 29. For I know this, the apostle is speaking here, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you. He's not talking about literal wolves. He's talking about other belief, other people who will come to church and they will come in with strange doctrines. He called them wolves. Jesus said, I send you a sheep among wolves. There are strange animals over there, strange creatures who come to church with strange doctrines. They will come in among you, not sparing the flock, verse 30. And also from among yourselves, apart from those who come from outside, those who are inside who also take things for granted, may backslide and imbibe strange doctrines. And the Bible says they will rise up speaking perverse things, speaking things that are not supposed to be spoken, speaking evil, speaking lies, to draw people away after themselves. Wow. This is the reason why the warning was there. That's why the church must not assume we have arrived. Because there will be wolves from outside and wolves from within. Those who are not standing well will end up becoming wolves from within. Mm -hmm. To tear the flock, to stare them against the pastor, against the work of God, and against the house of God. They are wolves. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, Mm -hmm. therefore watch. Verse 31. Therefore watch. Mm -hmm. That means you mustn't be sleeping. You must be vigilant. Mm -hmm. Therefore watch and remember. That for three years, I did not cease to warn everyone night and day yeah. with tears. Yeah. Warning again. Mm. Tonight, prepare your heart to be warned as a believer in Jesus' name. And, and the reason for all of this is for me to, to remind you of something that Jesus kept saying. Sometimes we forget about that. But please look at Revelation chapter 22. And the verse 12 thirteen, Revelations 22, verse 12 to 13. It says, behold, this is Jesus Christ speaking. He says, see or behold, I am coming quickly. The old King James says, I'm coming very soon. And my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. So there is a day of reckoning coming. There is a day when rewards from this Jesus the Christ will be coming to hand this over to believers. This is the reason why we want everyone day and night to be alert in your Christian work. It's not all about shoes, shirts, husbands and wives and houses and buildings and cars. It's not all about that. We need to have a total balance and know where our treasure is. And to remember to serve Christ. Hallelujah. Because he said, I am coming. This was not said by Paul. This is Jesus saying, I am coming. And tonight I came to remind you, he is coming again. And his reward is with him. To give to everyone according to his work. Verse 13. In case you don't know who was talking, he says, I am the alpha. And the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the first and the last. No one has these titles. No one has these credentials except Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. In that same Revelation 22 verse 7, he repeats. He said that even before the verse 12. He says, behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I'm coming quickly. So Jesus is coming again and one of the warnings tonight is for us to beware that we don't become like the church in Thyatira. Beware of the church in Thyatira that you don't become like a member of the church in Thyatira. You don't become like the church in Thyatira. Remember the church is not a building. The church is the people. Now in Revelations If you need to understand the book of Revelations as I've taught, probably I'll come back again and do a series this year on the book of Revelations. But I want you to understand that in understanding the book of Revelations, we need to understand that the book of Revelations is divided into three main parts. Chapter 1 is the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. In chapter 2 and 3, It is a revelation of the things that are currently existing. So if you have to understand the book of Revelations, you understand it by breaking it into these parts. The book of the chapter one is a revelation of Jesus Christ. Chapter two and chapter three is a revelation of the things that currently exist in the churches. So he used seven churches that represent all that happens in any of the church of Jesus Christ around the globe up to this day two and three things that are and then from chapter 4 to chapter 22 events of things that will happen after the church has been taken away by the rapture so anytime you are seeing anything from chapter 4 to chapter 22 they are not things that will happen right now if you are here and you are a genuine believer those things will take place after the church has been raptured this is how you split the book of revelations so that when you are reading you are able to read in context And you will notice that by chapter 4, when they talk about the church, the church was in heaven. The church was not on earth. In chapter 2 and 3, the church is still here. And so for you to understand it, let's go back to Revelation chapter 1, verses 8 to 20. Jesus is speaking here and he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, Who is and who was and who is to come? The Almighty, Jesus is describing himself as the Almighty. That's another lesson for another day. John, I, John, both your brother and companion, in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God. He didn't go there to preach. He went there as punishment for preaching the word of God. He was in exile there. That's what he meant by, I am on that island for the word of God. You know, sometimes when people are in jail, you say, why are you here? I'm here for theft. He was here because he stole. So when you see him saying he was on the island of Patmos for the word of God, he didn't go there to preach. It was punishment. He was banished completely to that place. And that was where God revealed himself to him. And for the testimony of Jesus Christ, verse 10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, on the Lord's day. And I had behind me, when it says the Lord's day, the church began to describe Sunday as the Lord's day because that was the day the Lord rose from the dead. At another time when we do get understanding, we will look at some of these things. Which day is the right day to worship the Lord? Is the Sabbath relevant? All those things, we will handle them. But for now, the Lord's day is Sunday. The Bible says the church gathered on the Lord's day. They called it the Lord's day because it's Sunday. Amen. All right, because he rose again from the dead, not because it's Sunday, because he rose from the dead on that day. All right, let's carry on. And then he says, And I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. And the voice said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in the book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. And he named the seven churches to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man. Jesus is also called the Son of Man. And there's no other person who can really recognize him more than John. This was the last apostle who was at the cross. He was the apostle who was at the cross. He was known as the apostle that Jesus loved. He was the closest of all the 12 to Jesus. And if he sees him in a vision, he can recognize him. He said, I saw him who was like the son of man, clothed with a garment down to his feet and gathered about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes like a flame of fire; his feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace. And his voice was the sound of many waters. That's why you don't have to program what kind of voice the Lord will come with. Some of you are so used to treble that you think the Lord will speak to you in treble. This time he came speaking like the sound of many waters. Imagine the sound of many waters. It's is 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 stronger and heavier than bass. It is very heavy. Is very heavy. The sound of many waters. Now the Bible says, And when I saw him, he had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a two sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance or his likeness was like the sun shining in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid, I am the first and last. Four times so far, Jesus always describes himself as first and last, alpha and omega, beginning and the end. He likes this title. I am he who lives and was dead. No one can talk like him. This is him again. And behold, I am alive, not temporarily, but forevermore. Amen. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. That's why you must not be afraid. Jesus said, I hold the keys of death and I hold the keys of Hades. Write the things, verse 19, is the key to unlocking the book of Revelations. Look at it. Write the things which you have seen, chapter 1. Write the things which are currently, chapter 2 and 3. And the things which will take place after, chapter 4 to 22. These are things that will take place after. The things that are, the things are currently there. The church, that's why chapter 2 and chapter 3 addressed only the church. The mystery of the seven stars, which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands are these. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. These angels are not like the angels in heaven. This refers to the pastors of the churches. And the seven lampstands, which you saw, are the seven churches. The number seven is the number of completeness. So he's talking about complete pastoral leadership and complete church. So that is the mystery of the revelation now tonight he addressed seven churches i'm not going to deal with them in order as i preached three years ago when i taught all the series but today i want to warn you not to become like the church in Thyatira. the church in Thyatira, therefore was addressed in revelation chapter two i told you all the seven churches represent churches that were there in those days and represent churches that continue to exist, the kind of things that take place in our churches. These are the seven kinds of churches that God sees all the time. One, every church is either like one of these. Mm -hmm. May you be like the better one in Jesus' name. May our church be like that. But you see, a church cannot be anything unless two things change. The pastor teaches according to God's word. And the congregation conducts themselves as people whose lives are influenced by the Holy Spirit Uh, and whose conduct is governed by the word of God. So you can't have a good church until the people inside are good. Mm. When you say this church is bad and the people are bad, ask yourself, are you good? Mm -hmm. Because the people who made the church bad are the bad people. Mm -hmm. Because the trees, the chairs, and the decorations can't do anything evil. They don't talk, they don't frown, they don't complain. Where they were put, they stay there. See how humble the drums are. Those who beat the drums, Pastor Emmanuel and his team of drum beaters, they beat the drum, the drum sits there, doesn't complain. The drum sits there, you put it there, in that location, it's there. It's a faithful member of the church. How I wish sometimes the instruments are members that I can work with. It's the heart of every pastor. <laughs> Let's go on. Revelation chapter 2. Verse 18 to 29. The Bible says, and to the angel of the church in Thyatira. That means to the pastor of the church. The warning was coming to the pastor and to the congregation. This is the characteristic of the church in Thyatira. And it looks like today's church is becoming more like the church in Thyatira. The Bible says, and to the angel or to the pastor.'" of the church in Tayatira writes this message from the owner of the church to the servant, chief servant of the church. This thing says the son of God. This time he introduced himself as the son of God. When I run the whole series again, I will Ex- explain to you and open your understanding to why the different introductions when he wrote to Philadelphia he introduced himself in a particular way when he wrote to Smyrna he introduced himself in a particular way and you digest the whole revelation of the whole book of revelation it's so powerful but tonight get come along with me as we study Thyatira may you not be like that Amen. the bible says there are some positive things that's what we must copy but we, may we not end up like them this thing says the son of God whose eyes Who has eyes like a flame of fire. The reason for this introduction is for you to know that he sees everything. And also, that is also an eye of judgment, flame of fire. And his feet like fine brass. That's why the Bible says that your feet shall be deep in oil and covered in brass. And as your day, so shall your strength be. With a brass shoe, you can step on scorpions and serpents. Because they can't penetrate the brass. So he's coming with authority, And his eyes are full of judgment, but not only that, fire can see things that are in darkness. So he's letting you know that he's the son of God, he's omniscient, he sees what takes place in darkness, not only the outward showmanship that we present, but he dips into our heart. When his eyes look at you, it penetrates deep into the state of your heart. The things you think about, the evil thoughts and the good thoughts, all those things, he sees you completely from what all other humans sees. And he says, and he speaks like brass. Verse 19, I know your works. Church, I came to let you understand. Jesus knows your works. Remember the scripture I read earlier on. He says, behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his work. There is a work you are working by your conduct, your behavior, and your Christian work jesus said i know your work as a church as a church he assesses us and as a people within the church we are also individually assessed he says i know your works your love i know you love your service top notch your faith powerful and your patience they are solid and as for your works the last are more than the first. That means you are very, very patient, which is a great virtue. And he says that these are positive things. The church he's talking about here, they work for God. They love God. They serve God. Members serve God. They have faith in Christ. And they were patient as well. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Verse 20. Nevertheless, i have a few things against you hey can we do all these things and the master could still have some things against us tonight i want you to assess yourself at two levels number one as a church what has the lord got against us number two you yourself despite all that you are doing in church i mean you look at yourself if anybody comes to mark you you say what I serve the Lord. I work for God. I love God. I have faith in God. What else can you ask for? He says, Nevertheless, I have something against you. I have a few things against you because you allow. Take note of the word allow. In other words, permit. In other words, you compromised. Ladies and gentlemen, if we want to serve God, let's go all out let's not stand one leg here and the other there, and we weigh it and say well i think our good deeds are more so if we allow this little thing it doesn't make anything the bible says despite all these the bible says the lord said i have a few things there are few things still matter (laughs) i have a few things against thee this should put fear in us i have a few things it's the church entire sickness they did all the good things. They go to evangelism. They want souls. They did all. But there was a compromise somewhere in the church. Because you allow that woman Jezebel. Now Jezebel, that entity called Jezebel, physically called Jezebel in the book of Kings, is dead and gone at this stage. But the spirit that ruled Jezebel, it's what he's talking about. This spirit has invaded the church. This spirit is, is using people in the church. This spirit is influencing leadership in the church. It's influencing members of the church. And it's being tolerated in the church. It's a Jezebelic spirit. Jezebel. Who calls herself a prophetess. So there was a false prophetess in the church. Who is prophesying things against the truth of the word of God. And because she spices it with that sayeth the Lord. People believe her. Sometimes we allow certain people to prophesy because they are very eloquent. Ladies and gentlemen, eloquence has nothing to do with calling. People can be very eloquent because they are naturally gifted. But it doesn't mean it is the anointing. Charismatics and Pentecostals sometimes confuse people who are very good at talking. And they've got oratory to think it is the anointing. You must descend in the spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says that that's why a lot of people run after American preachers. Because of the way they shout and, and the black Americans and they sing. And I, I tell you in the word of the Lord. And I... Stop those things. It is not the anointing necessarily. They are singing. <laughs> they are singing. You can rehearse it and practice it. That's, that's nothing. There is a way that people flow in that and with anointing. But don't think that those things are necessarily the anointing. This is where the mistake starts. Now the Bible says, because you allow that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, to teach, number one, who are we allowing to teach? Who are we giving access of our children to, to teach? Is it because we are looking at people based on their skill, or because they truly are flowing with the Spirit of God? To teach and seduce my servants. I mean, if servants of God could be seduced, it's a serious matter. And that's what is happening in the church. A lot of pastors are now moving into material things. Seduction by the spirit of Jezebel. Congregation members are moving into strange things. The spirit of seduction to seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality. So the church will be doing some good things, but this thing too is there. And when you're talking about the church as a group and church as individual, you have individuals. They are very gifted. Come and stand in front. They will sing. They will dance. They will do things. Yet at the same time, they are committing fornication. When they finish, they wipe their mouth and come and stand. I'm forever grateful. Meanwhile, they just came from that place. That is Jezebel right there in the church. Tyatara spirit. The Bible says these are servants of God. Servants of God. Servants of God in the choir, in the ushering department, deacons, pastors, leaders. And these things go on. And because church looks all right, and church is big. and everything looks all right. Jesus looks at the church with those eyes of fire. He looks at you with the eyes, with those eyes of fire, and sees right within you. Jezebel has come to take you over.. Where do you stand tonight?" He asked that question in the beginning. "Adam, where are you?" Tonight he asks, "Where are you? John. Where are you, Exo? Where are you? Where are you, Eva? Where are you? Where are you, Maxwell? Where are you, Michael? Where are you, Adam? Where are you? Where do you stand? He's coming back again. My servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. So you see, it gets to a point where they know this is wrong But they are hearing a Jezebelic voice telling them it doesn't matter, it's just once. If we do it once, nothing will happen. And it carries on and carries on and carries on. And we begin to compromise certain things and allow them to come into the church. I came to announce to you tonight, He's coming back again. It is better to offend man than to offend God in the name of Jesus. It is better, don't allow Jezebel, it's a spirit, it's a doctrine it's a seductive spirit and doctrine it creeps into the church silently and things that we used to preach again we no longer want to touch it it's just we don't want to offend other people we don't want to offend the sensibilities of other people but we are happy to offend the sensibilities of god who died who sent his son to die to purchase the church every other thing we compromise It's a sign that Jezebel has come in. Seduction is to to lure you to do something that is not right. To seduce you, to tempt you into things. And so sexual immorality, eating things, sacrificed to idols. That there are believers who don't find, when things get tough, they don't mind asking people to go to shrines in their villages to go and find out what is going on. Say, oh, when we combine Christ and everything, it's all right. The Lord knows my heart. Listen, the Lord is saying, you have done all these things, but I have something against you. Tonight, if you would hear his voice, what in your heart of hearts knows would be what he will hold against you. These were Christians in church. It says, even my servants have been corrupted. My servants have been corrupted. This is the reason why we have got a lot of churches and less power. Churches, less power. Yeah. When a bishop asks people in his church to commit abortion and call it just a fetus. Because your church has grown. So now we behave as if we are God. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a time coming. And that time is very soon. We will appear before him to give an account. What kind of Christian are you? Tayatera Christian who started where well, you do everything. Everything looks fine. You are winning souls. Yeah. They are winning souls. Mm-hmm. But at the same time you are winning souls and doing all these things around the world, you are also telling people mm-hmm. that this can be gotten rid of. Mm-hmm. It's just a fetus. Is that, is that the way? This is Jezebelic spirit. Yes. This is Jezebel. It has crept into the church. Fornication has crept into it. It's nothing. People are not afraid of it anymore. Alcoholism. Just drinking. Oh, it's just one of, I mean, it will just, nice. <laughs> just be nice. It's just be nice. In fact, the scripture, actually, we can't find it where it is in black and white that thou shall not drink alcohol. Have you seen it black and white where it says you shall not sniff cocaine? Well, why are you not sniffing the cocaine? Every time we want to come up with something to fight, he said, you are winning souls. You are loving. You have faith. You've got all the things, but I have some things against you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not our pastor who will mark us. The owner of the earth. The owner of our lives. Yeah. He's coming again. He's already judging. He's seeing. He said, this is the state of the churches. This is Tatara. We haven't touched Smyrna and Laodicea. you run away. But this is what is going on. He says... This entity, this spirit has come into the church. When we fail to follow Christ and we keep on looking at the world and want to be like the world. It's sad when light wants to copy darkness. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. We are the light of the world. Let us gentlemen, we cannot look like the world to win the world. It doesn't work. This is kingdom. The other side is another kingdom. It is darkness. We are light. They, they don't look alike at all. Have you ever seen light looking like darkness? That would be crazy. The mother of all confusion would have precipitated if darkness looks like light. They are two separate entities. When one comes, the other disappears. So if you are in the light, be light throughout. If we find darkness in you, you are strange. And they eat things sacrificed to idols. It doesn't matter. Look, some, those of us from Africa, every continent, every country, we've got cultures. Some of our cultures, they are good and our traditions are good. But there are some of them that are demonic. Those things that are demonic, we stand against it. And we must stand on the side of God. There are not many ways to the Father. The custom and tradition of the African in terms of God is that they believe in the existence of God but they believe that they can go to this almighty God through other deities. That is not the same as the Bible. The word of God says, Jesus Christ said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the father but by me. So we, we can not have the two. Say, so, oh, well, it's a traditional ceremony uh, at your engagement and wedding. Uh, the pastors who do their part, but we from the family, we too, we have got some things to pour. Listen, stand and say, that is not happening under your watch. It's as simple as that. Otherwise, you are tolerating Jezebel. Yeah. Amen. You are tolerating Jezebel. I did not give a chance to any of this. As I was getting ready to marry or any significant occasion in my life, I come from a royal family. They would like to do their things, but I told them it's not happening. It's not happening. And my argument has always been, if I worship one of your gods and that god does not like alcohol, I don't think you come and attempt to actually convince me for that. So let's stay out. Even chiefs and kings, sometimes they are direct, you know, blood relations, die. But by reason of the dictates of the stool they are sitting on, and the gods, they are not supposed to see a dead body. They have to do a lot of rituals before. So, but they still comply. They will, they will never come and watch their body. Even though they are close to the person who has died, they will never come and watch. So why do you want to infringe on mine? Ladies and gentlemen, may we know this God, serve him, honor him, and stand firm for Christ. Let people call you all the names. It is better, I have learned over the years, it is better to please God than to please man. It is better to offend everybody around me for the sake of Christ. Because none of those people I will offend ever created me. They can't create me. Amen. The Bible says, and I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. This is where the danger lies. See, because you do it once, and it looks like there's nothing, you have no idea what the timeline And the deadline given for this repentance to take place. She was given a chance to repent and she didn't repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sick bed. Remember, he's talking about judgment. Exactly what will happen to this spirit being that is uh, as you have allowed. Remember say, you permitted, you allowed, you compromised. Anything you compromise which is not of God, a spirit accompanies it. Now it says, this judgment that will come on it is a corresponding thing that will happen to those who practice them in church. So, some people suffer diseases. We have prayed and prayed yeah. and it's not the devil. Actually, it is God. You can't bind God. Unless the Lord reveals it to us. Remember in First Corinthians chapter 11 concerning communion, mm-hmm. yeah. Paul in giving a revelation about the communion said that if we take part of the blood and the broken bread mm-hmm. which represents the body and the shed blood of Jesus, if we partake of it unworthily, walking in sin and partaking of the communion, he said this is the reason why some people have fallen sick. And this is the reason why some have died. I think some of you are looking at me strange. Okay, let's go to 1 Corinthians 11. We will come back to Revelations. (laughs) These are apostolic messages. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Look at verse, from verse 26 to verse 31. It says, for as often as you eat this bread, it's talking about the communion, and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever, whoever means whoever, it's this bread. When we come to church, shall so we partake of the communion and bring it around. You just think it's fun. Once we pray over it and dedicate it, something has changed. This bread, or drinks this cup of the Lord, it is called the cup of the Lord, in an unworthy manner, will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Verse 28, Therefore, let a person examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment unto himself because he fails to discern this is the lost body. We are not playing in church. Church may look ordinary, but the presence of God and the altar of God changes certain things in the realm of the spirit. For this reason, look at it. This is the reason. For this reason, many members of the church are weak, they are sick, and many are dead. The King James says, many sleep. He's not talking about sleep as in taking rest. He's talking about sleep as in death. They are weak, sick, dead. For taking communion whilst you are sinning. <laughs> that is serious. This is the reason why we need to be careful. In Jesus' name, let's go back to our revelations. Revelations Chapter 2. So I will cast her into a sick bed. When we begin to compromise certain things, certain strange diseases may cleave unto us, and it is coming from the Lord, not from the devil. And he says, I will kill her. No, sorry. And those who commit adultery with her into a great tribulation, this is where the danger lies. Maybe you haven't thought about it, but this is one of the reasons why the Lord sent me this evening. See, we hear about the rapture will take place. Some people will be left behind. Tyatira type of Christians will be left behind. They, the original plan of God is that Christians will not go through the great tribulation. You should be raptured. But it says they will go through the tribulation. People like this in church are the ones who will be left behind look at it those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds i will kill her children with death and all the churches you see shall know that i am he who searches the minds and the hearts the lord so something will happen to somebody and they say oh this person is a committed member of the church he's been very active why did this happen to him he said i am the one who searches the hearts In church, they are doing everything. In secret, what are they doing? In church, you are all over the place. In secret, what have you been doing? Tonight, examine yourself. In secret. He says, I am the one that searches all things. When these things begin to happen, strange sicknesses, strange death, all kinds of things begin to happen. But this this is a wonderful brother in the Lord. Oh, look at how young he has just died. Check it. Oh, see, 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 this person, eh, eh. See in church, see in the spirit is another matter. The Lord sees that one. Tonight, I want you to look at yourself. This thing is not fanfare. People, you see, the church has, looked, has become like an entertainment center. So people just think it's a place of entertainment. It is time that when people come to church, we teach them the truth, the hard truth of the gospel. Because what matters It's not the things that we will gain here, but the the treasure that we build in us for the sake of the coming Messiah. Where do you stand with God? And I'll give to each one of you according to your works. I will reward you according to your works, even on this earth. Now to you I say, And to the rest of Tayatira, as many as do not have this doctrine. So there are people in the church who didn't take this doctrine. They didn't compromise. They were called all kinds of names. But it is better not to compromise and to stand for the truth of the word of the living God. People will say, you are too some way. You are too hard. You are just too hard. Just compromise a little. Are you the only Christian? Mm -hmm. So when we go to campus, we just do things that we like. Well, as soon as we leave home, we think God God has been locked in our father's house. So we go out and go and do stuff. God is watching. Anytime you allow a compromise of the world, the standards, especially on sexual immorality, things sacrificed to idols, things of the world, and you you are allowing these things, you are becoming a tatira Christian who has accepted the doctrine of Jezebel. But it says there are some people who were in church but they too they didn't take this doctrine who have not known the depths of satan as they say i will put on you no other burden i will put no disease on you i will put nothing on you this is what happens in church spiritually behold but hold fast what you have till i come tonight i leave you with that hold fast to what you have till he comes Hold fast to the truth you have till he comes. Whether you become wealthy or not, hold fast to the truth till he comes. Some people's Christian life and their commitment is directly proportional to the level of wealth that they have. When all things are well, that's when they love to worship God. When all things are not well, no. God, God, they are angry at God. They want to go on strike. And then there are also other people, This is inversely proportional. As for them, when they are poor and things are not working, that's when they come to church. As soon as breakthrough comes, they are finished with God. They are enlightened. What is all this? I don't want to be in their choir. I don't want to be this. I don't have time. They don't have time anymore. Suddenly they don't have time. The same people who don't have time, let things go wrong. you see them having time. They will have time. They will be on all the prayer times. They will be there. They will be in church. They will be COVID or no COVID. They will make their way. They make their way. They make their way into everything. They will find the time. It's a sign that you are not genuine. It's a sign that you are treating God like a lottery. You're treating God like a grocery store. You go there to order goods of life. And after you've had what you want, you just forget about him until the need comes again. This is not the relationship he's calling for. He said, for those that hold on to the works of Jezebel, I will place judgments. Church people, he's talking church. This is not unbelievers, church. And then he says, but those who held fast to the faith and believed and carried on, believing that despite all this, they will not be moved. He says, I will no longer put any disease on them. Verse 26, he who overcomes, what are we to overcome? We are to overcome the pressures, the tolerance of a Jezebel. We are to overcome the seduction, the, the misleading of Jezebel. We are to overcome the sexual temptations. It has become very normal in church. Satan just wants to walk in church. Now, we can't speak against certain things. You are judging. It's a Jezebel gagging order. Yeah, yeah. When we preach against it, you are, you are judging. They, are, they have been better Christians than you. They have been Christians of old. They, they, they are fine. They don't have any problem with this. What is Leave them for God to judge. No, we warn them by the word of God. We correct them by the word of God. Amen. And when we correct by the word of God, it's not judging. Don't let anybody scare you with that word. If, if they believe the Bible says, thou shalt not judge, judge not. I ask all the time, anybody who says that, I say, where is it in the Bible? When you quote it, I say, do you believe it? Say, yes. I said the scripture also says you must not tell lies. The scripture also says you must be born again. Are you born again? In fact, some of the people who are not born again, they are the ones who, when you are talking about these things, they try to tell you, judge not. And I say, where did you find it? The one who you are trying to quote, misquote, is the same person who also said in John 3:16 you must be born again. Are you born again? Don't let people who don't have a covenant with God try to tell you how to live your life with God. For they are blind spiritually. They don't know. But we are not going to put up with anything because your life is so important to Jesus Christ. And you must work your way, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Make it to heaven at all costs by the grace of God and by the help of God. But you must learn to stand against certain compromises. Certain compromises. If you are a pastor, somebody comes with a lot of money. Question the source of the money. Question it. It's true we need money for church building and order. But you're not going to bring me drug money. I will question it. Because the more we compromise... Because you want some brand shoes and brand suits. and Those things don't cast demons out. Mm-hmm. If you are well suited and the devil is dancing all around you, what is the purpose of that? I would rather stand with a t-shirt. I remember in sixth form, in boarding school in sixth form, we prayed. Some of us were giving all kinds of nicknames for praying. But our influence was great. At one night, I was awoken. By the headmistress, the head teacher, the assistant, two assistant head teachers, and the house masters said, Hansi Saki, you have to come down. From the boys' dormitory, come down. We want to send you to the girls' dormitory because they are having nightmares. And they said that an entity is moving in the place. And it's midnight, it's 2 a.m., then nobody can sleep. The girls are afraid. You know those strange things that happen in boarding houses? Strange manifestations. I was summoned. I came down. The teachers were following me. Then I remembered I didn't have oil. I ran quickly to the pantry, the dining hall, kitchen, fetched oil, fried all, cooked one, not, not a new one. I just fetched it and went into the place. The interesting thing was that they led me to the door, and all the teachers stayed outside. They left me alone. And I went to deal with the thing so that the ladies can sleep. <laughs> I didn't have to wear a a designer suit. The powers of darkness don't recognize those things. They recognize the anointing from the place of prayer. When you have died in the place of prayer and soak yourself in the word of God, you carry the presence of God and when you bind, it shall be bound. When you loose, it shall be loose. When you command, it shall be so. And you walk under the favor of God. This is the kind of Christian that God is calling us onto. May we, not because of inordinate affection and lust for the things of the world, compromise the standards. Sister, stand pure. Let no man buy your virginity. Let no man buy you when they have not married you with things of the world that cannot save your soul. Brother, don't commit yourself to drugs and all kinds of useless things and sinful things so that you will make money. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Church, the soul is at stake. Your soul is at stake. Your soul is at stake. May the Lord help us today in the name of Jesus. He says, my works, he overcomes and keeps my works. My works, my works of evangelism, my work of holiness, my works of love, my works of faith, balance that throughout. Don't have a hidden lifestyle that when we look at you, we can't recognize you in the realm of the spirit. He said, And keep my works until the end. To him, I will give power over the nations. This is how you gain power in the name of Jesus power over territorial spirits. Power You hold on to his word to the end. There will be temptations, but don't fall for it. Anytime you fall, you have been seduced. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed in pieces like the potter's vessels, as also I've received from my father. And I'll give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Have you seen it? The Spirit is saying this to the churches. So they were commended for their love, their faith, their service, their perseverance or patience. It says they have done more than they did even at the first. They were doing more for God. But they were rebuked for tolerating Jezebel, an entity or persons who seduce, mislead into sin, into especially sexual sins and foods offered to idols. These are sacrificial things that traditionally, these are the things, oh, it doesn't matter, you can eat it. Oh, it doesn't matter, you can drink this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's it's all right. It's all right. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. They seduce with lust, with greed. Greed. There's so much greed in the body. Greed. May we be genuine Christians. May we be genuine Christians. There may be practices going on but you as a Christian. Ask yourself, is this Christian enough for me to do this? Is it Christian? Is it Christian? Greed. is that same spirit that diverts people's hearts from service of god when you come into a contact with the jezebel in church they will discourage you from serving god jezebel did that with the people of god when jezebel married ahab this wicked sidonian princess she has influence some of the jezebels may appear to have had it in life and so you may think that you can listen to the advice they may be great business people they may be potential they may be rich people they may be people of influence but when you listen to them, they never encourage you to commit yourself totally to the service of God. That's a Jezebelic voice. Mm-hmm. They don't. They, they, they direct your attention to worldly things, yeah. but they are in church. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they are, they, every conversation they are having with you is to take your mind to worldly things, to things of the world, to, to material things, to pleasures of life. Mm-hmm. But not to sacrifice for the things of God. There they is just one Sunday in, Sunday out. That's it. No commitment, nothing everywhere. Jezebel. And they divert hearts When Jezebel married Ahab, and she got into, she, she lured a lot of the Israelites to serve Baal. She brought Baal into Israel. She brought that God in and used her influence. She carried a greedy spirit. When the man wanted a property that is not his, she engineered the death Of the owner of the place to take it. That is Jezebel. That is Jezebel. They will will character assassinate to rob you of any glory that is yours. They will take it. Mm. And they hate the truth of genuine servants of God. They hate it. That's why she hated Elijah and hated Elisha. Because she can't take it. When they did that, it was Elijah who caught them up. When Elijah preaches, they hate Elijah. Say you don't preach good about us. <laughs> he said, Jezebel. He said, Jezebel. He said, Jezebel. When your pastor preaches in church, if what he's preaching is really the word of God and you are angry at it, you are the problem, not the word. Jezebel. Jezebel was angry. She she wanted to kill Elijah. She she ordered for the head of Elijah. They don't fear God too. They attack God's servants, Jezebel. And they encourage others to attack the servant of God, Jezebel's spirit. That's what she did. She she said, she ordered a manhunt for Elijah. Elijah had to run for his life. Jezebel. Terrible woman. And it's a terrible spirit that fights genuine servants of God. And the Bible says in Revelations, this happens in the current church. That is on the earth. Things that are happening now. This is the second assignment of John. He's supposed to write the things that he has seen, chapter 1. Things that are happening now, chapter 2. Thyatira is there. And things that shall happen after. But we've seen that if you tolerate Jezebel, you may be left behind. And you go through tribulation where you are not supposed to. They abuse. They encourage people to abuse others. Even become spousal abusers. They abuse their spouses in the name of their serving God. So in church, they are fine. But at home, they are terror. Terror. They beat their wives. And some too beat their husbands. But the men don't talk for the sake of taboo. It's a taboo. They don't want to be laughed at. But some men are struggling and suffering in, in their homes. Let nobody encourage you to abuse your family whilst you are serving God. and You are very active with the things of God. You tick all the boxes, love, faith, service, perseverance, etc. But Jezebel is influencing you. But the Bible says this entity will be judged. And all who get involved in these lifestyles and were in church will be judged. And they may be left behind. And that is why we need to be very careful. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let me end this with Colossians. That's why, when it talks about, you know, things offered to idols, you have to be careful. So there are certain festivals and they bring that thing to you. I I won't take it. You have to understand the sensitivity of the spirit. It's not fun. There are certain festivals, it goes with food. Those foods have been dedicated to idols. Because the day has been dedicated. From Diwali to Ramadan, to all those things. Don't take any of those things. Don't take it. To don't, don't take any of those. On those days, don't take it. Please come with me. Come with me. First Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10. This is a church. The Bible says they are taking things offered to idols. How do they know? If it's offered to idols and I'm born again, I'm more than a conqueror, what can they do to me? I will eat it. You are compromising. Some of you, your your stomach is the reason why you are no longer able to pray because you like to eat everything. Somebody has put something in the food for you. It will bring you down spiritually. You like to eat everywhere. You don't even descend. Stomach direction Christian. I pray in Jesus' name the Lord help you to descend. The Bible says their are, they, they are God is their belly. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14 to 22. I was trying to run up with my last scripture on Colossians 2, but this came up, so let me give it to you. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idol worship. Now, it's one of the subtle things, because, we, oh, I haven't gone to a shrine necessarily, but something from the place has been brought. Something has been dedicated Today it is. You can't participate. When you participate, you become a partaker of that altar. Therefore, my beloved, free from idol worship. Remember, this is written to Christians. I speak as to wise men. Not that you were born wise, but when you are full of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of wisdom helps you to discern that there's a wisdom that you must speak. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing. So he began to compare the communion that we have from even when he started in the temple era to see the connection between anybody who touches those things and what spiritual connections or traffic that you get involved in. The cup of blessing which we bless, the communion. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we, Though many are one bread and one body, for we all partake of one bread, of that one bread, which is the body of Christ. So whenever we can be in different millions of churches, when we are partaking of communion in the context of the word of God, the Bible says we are taking part of the body of Christ, which is one body. So mysteriously, you become attached to that body. Now, observe Israel after the flesh. In other words, start looking at Israel from the physical. Because we remember that the Old Testament is is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. So the things in the Old Testament are actually a template of the reality to come. So then after he taught this, he said, I want you to take a quick look at Israel when they were coming from the wilderness. And how the tabernacle was ordered, and how the temple was ordered, and how the things inside were handled, and how the priesthood was set, and how the utensils were carried about, and the mystery that is connected to it. It says, Observe Israel after the flesh. Are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar? When they bring the sacrifices to the altar, it's not every Israelite who takes part of it, it is the priest and the Levites, the priests, the high priests will partake of it, then they share it with the liver. These are separated people. And the Bible says they become partakers of the altar. That means that they become partakers of the spirit that controls the altar. So they, don't, they are not ordinary people. That's why the Bible says anyone who eats those things will die if you are not a Levite or a priest. That is why David stands out. Because David was not an ordinary king. He was carrying both the kingly anointing, the priestly anointing, and the prophetic anointing. He was carrying three unctions in one. That was why the Bible says, no man can partake or shall partake of the showbread in the inner place of the, of the tabernacle. But when he was running away from King Saul and he was hungry and he got to the house of the priest Abiatah, the Bible says he took of the showbread, David ate it and he didn't die because he was carrying the anointing of priests also on him. But ordinary people would have died if they partook of that. Now the Bible says, for we observe after the flesh are not those who eat of the sacrifices partakers of the altar you are a partaker of an altar that means the spirit in that altar begins to influence you you have you have actually covenanted with the spirit of that altar so he said this is why it is like that not every israelite takes part in that what am i saying then verse 19 that an idol is anything or what is offered to idols is anything yes Rather, that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons, not God. Please check it. So it can be festival, they can call it whatever. According to the Bible, the things they sacrifice at those festivals, at those altars, they are to demons. Demons supervise those things, not God Almighty. Not an angel of God. Demons. So when we participate of anything that has been sacrificed at a shrine, and we partake of it, we have become partakers of that demon. We have entered a covenant with that demon. This has been written to Christians. You are born again, but this can happen. Rather, the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God. So we can argue all day over our customs and traditions, and these are also all right. We are told they are not sacrificing to God, but to demons. And I do not want you to have fellowship with demons. Have you seen it? Anything offered to idols when you partake in it, you are having fellowship with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? He will fight. He will deal with you you become seduced by the spirit of jezebel that allows all kinds of compromises in the name of enlightenment we are matured now you know we are advanced uh, uh, little baby christians are the ones who are afraid of these things but when you mature in christ listen don't mature into sin mature into righteousness in the name of jesus colossians 2 verse 4 to 10 and i close this message now now this i say lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words let no one deceive you with persuasive words for though i'm absent in the flesh yet i am with you in spirit rejoicing to see your good order and steadfastness of your faith in christ as you therefore have received christ jesus the lord so walk in him verse 7 rooted in him Built up in him and established in the faith. Oh my God. He said, walk in him, be rooted in him, be built up in Jesus Christ and be established in the faith as you have been taught. Tonight I have taught you. As we have been teaching you in this church, stick to the teachings. Don't try to be more modern than God. Don't try to open into some strange revelations. What have you done with even the current one we gave you? You are seeing me with that one you want some strange ones to. When people who want to sound deep, they end up in the abyss. They end up being trapped by the devil into strange doctrines and strange behaviors. He says, abounding with thanksgiving. Verse 8, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men. According to the basic principles of this world. They are basic principles of this world. Somebody can suggest that to you, it sounds wise, but is it in line with the word of God? And not according to Christ. So you see, there are some principles of life. It doesn't mean it is according to Christ. There are some traditions of men. They may sound right, they may sound good, but is it according to Christ? There are some advice and some wise sayings. They sound nice, but is it according to Christ? For in him, in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. And you are complete in him. Oh, I can end here. You are complete in him. You don't need alcohol. You are complete in Christ. I said you are complete in Christ. Anything that you need to become complete, you are already complete in Christ. Any other thing that Christ brings is bonus, but you are complete in Christ. I pray in Jesus' name that you will be content with this scripture. You are complete in Christ. When you are in Christ, you are totally complete. You are complete. I said you are complete. In Jesus' name. And he is the head of all principality and power. When you are complete in Christ according to the instructions of the word and you resist the jezebels of this world the bible says because christ is the head of all principalities and power when you are in christ you have authority over principalities and powers satan can't deal with you he will flee resistance of the powers of darkness will be for a moment but it doesn't last you are complete in him you are complete in him i remember that old song we used to sing in secondary school that he's all my righteousness and I'm complete in him, and I worship him, and I worship Christ the Lord. I pray in Jesus' name tonight that you have received such teaching from the word of God that you will not backslide from the faith, that you will not tolerate Jezebel. In Jesus' name, may you be a true Christian who, having all the positive sides of the church in Tyatira is not going to permit, allow the Jezebels that creep into church to deceive you, and you too make sure that you don't grow and become like a Jezebel in the church in the name of Jesus stick to the truth stick under the ministry of your pastor follow the word of God read the word practice the word you are in this world but you are not of this world Jesus said it you are in this world but you are not of this world be proud that you are walking in Christ you can't be like the rest of the world because you are light Anytime someone makes you want to want to make you feel bad that you are not doing all the others you don't belong Tell them I don't belong to you because even though I am here. I am not of this place I don't come from here. My kingdom is from above. Yes. I am light. You are darkness. We can't how can light dwell with darkness? They can't stay in the same room when light comes. I can't find where darkness goes May God help us in Jesus name